Welcome to Honestly Haunted. to another episode of Honestly Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning, and we are getting back on the road with our Haunted America tour with a visit to Pennsylvania, Centralia, Pennsylvania, more specifically. And we are especially excited about this week's episode because it is our very first ghost town. Yes! How have we not done a ghost town? Especially in Texas, because there's, we have quite a few ghost towns around us. They just, not all of them have like a super haunted history it's like true the wells dried up and they had to peace out like (laughs) (laughs) which uh you know i i guess we'll see as we go through today's episode about what this ghost town specific kind of horror is yes that's why we had we had to we had to find the right ghost town and we think we found it (laughs) i think i think this is a great one but whether or not you've been to a ghost town centralia is definitely on our list. The creator of Silent Hill even visited the town for inspiration. So if you've seen that movie or played the video game, that should probably tell you all you need to know. (laughs) It really should. I get goosebumps just thinking about that video game. (laughs) New. So let's jump into the history of Centralia because so while we hear about ghost towns a lot, why places actually become ghost towns are not always common knowledge. That's true. Yes. So in 1793, Robert Morris, a hero of the Revolutionary War and a signer of the Declaration of Independence, acquired a third of Centralia's value land. Unfortunately, he declared bankruptcy in 1798. You hate to see it. I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) I didn't say it. I declared it. I declared it. (laughs) So the land was surrendered to the Bank of the United States, and a French sea captain named Stephen Girard purchased Morris's land for $30,000. He had learned that there was anthracite coal in the region. So in 1832, Jonathan Faust opened the Bull's Head Tavern, which gave the town its first name, Bull's Head. And in 1842, Centralia's land was bought by the Locust Mountain Coal and Iron Company. Alexander Ray was a mining engineer, and he moved his family in and began planning a village, laying out streets and lots for development. Ray even named the town Centerville, but in 1865, they had to change it to Centralia because the U.S. Post Office already had a Centerville within the state. So the Mine Run Railroad was built in 1854 to transport coal out of the valley. Centralia was officially incorporated as a borough in 1866. However, on October 17, 1868, Alexander Ray was murdered in his buggy by members of the Molly Maguires. If you aren't familiar with them, the Molly Maguires were a secret society of Irish and Irish Americans who ultimately became the prelude to union rights activists among the coal mining profession in Pennsylvania. Three men were eventually convicted of his death and were hanged outside of the city on March 25th, 1878. Based on that, it sounds like Alexander Ray was not likely running his mines very ethically or safely. No, probably not. I mean, the Molly Maguires have a long history of crime too, but they're more remembered for activism. Yeah, I do love how they started off as like a secret society and then they like started basically unions. Started setting (laughs) fires and killing people. So not so secret anymore. But (laughs) it it did sound like this is like 
probably the the quality of life was not great for miners. We know that historically it wasn't. That's very true, yeah. So if you're going to have mines, you got to keep your miners safe. Yeah, and several other murders and incidents of arson took place during this time, and basically Centralia had become a hotbed of the Molly Maguire's activity as mine workers attempted to unionize in order to improve wages and working conditions. So a legend among locals in Centralia tells that Father Daniel Ignatius McDermott, who was the first Roman Catholic priest uh, to call Centralia home, cursed the land in retaliation for being assaulted by three members of the Maguires in 1869. McDermott said that there would be a day when St. Ignatius Roman Catholic Church would be the only structure still standing in Centralia. Many of the Molly Maguire's leaders were hanged in 1877, which ended a lot of the crime, but legends say that a number of the descendants of the Molly Maguire's still lived in Centralia up until the 1980s. Starting off with a curse is not a good sign. it's not a good vibe. Nope. Uh, Centralia reached its maximum population of 2,761 in 1890. At its peak, the town had seven churches, five hotels, 27 saloons, two theaters, a bank, a post office, and 14 general and grocery stores. As the U.S. entered World War I, production declined as many young miners from Centralia enlisted in the military. The town remained moderately prosperous for the next 50 years or so, until May 27th, 1962, when the town attempted a controlled burn of Centralia's landfill, which was ultimately just the town's trash that had been tossed into a 50-foot-deep retired mining shaft. Yeah, that's... That's some good city planning there. But unfortunately, <laughs> the coal beneath the town caught fire during the controlled burn, and the extensive labyrinth of mines that ran beneath the city all started to catch fire and began to release toxic smoke and carbon monoxide throughout the city. Flames even shot out of cracks on the surface. While three attempts were made to douse the fires, the flames continue to burn to this very day. While local governments tried really hard to cover the severity of the flames, many news articles in the 70s and 80s began to reveal the truth. The tipping point came in the 1980s when a 12-year-old boy named Todd Dombowski fell into a sinkhole that emerged in his backyard. Luckily, his cousin was with him and pulled him out, and while Todd was unharmed, investigators discovered that the hole contained a lethal amount of carbon monoxide. Through the 1980s, the fire slowly tore the town apart. The U.S. government finally intervened in 1984 and offered a $42 million buyout to relocate the remaining citizens of Centralia. Over 500 buildings were demolished with this buyout. In 2002, the U.S. Postal Service removed Centralia's zip code, and in 2013, there were actually still seven citizens living in the area who refused to leave. They reached an agreement with the government that they could live in their homes until their deaths, and then their properties would be considered forfeit to the state of Pennsylvania. Man, that is commitment to one's home. I would wonder, I mean, I get like a family home, and if there's some sort of attachment to it, you know, I, I just wonder... Yeah, I mean, we'll talk more about this yeah. in, in a bit, but I That's I would commitment. not do it. No way. So it sounds like some of them might still be holding on to the possibility of things returning to normal at some point. A woman by the name of Rita Long, who is one of the very last residents of Centralia, was interviewed in January of 2020, and she said that she had not seen any smoke in at least five years. So that's good. Yeah, right. That's like this should be a good thing. I mean, she also lives there, so yeah. I feel like both I would trust her more and also not trust her because she lives there yeah. and like she's one of the holdouts. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, today Centralia looks like an odd grid that's starting to be taken back by nature. Paved roads, but with no structures. Stairs that lead to nowhere. 
and three abandoned cemeteries with bodies that were never relocated. The ground smolders, and the nearby hillsides are always covered in smoke. Many who visit claim it's a gateway to hell, which we are familiar with those. We do have a track record with gates to hell. We do. So during our research, (laughs) we found lots of interesting stories about Centralia. Um, So we found a quote that really seemed to sum up the overall vibe, what it's like in Centralia these days. Quote says, Occasionally a story emerges that makes you wonder if there really is a soul of Centralia, disturbed by its fate, haunted by its past. Possibly the disturbed souls of those departed, buried in the three cemeteries in Centralia, who cannot rest knowing the town they grew up in, worked in, lived in, and loved is now gone. Lost to fire and the incompetence of those who could have stopped it from taking the town and their final resting place from them. Who heavy? I mean, that right there is already talking about like restless souls and that's recipe for oh, hauntings, yeah. if ever I saw one. Another story comes from Ruth Ederson, who visited in the fall of 1998 with her friend, and they swore that they saw a couple of people walking out of the smoke who appeared to be wearing mining helmets. Hmm. The two figures walked up out of the large subsidence hole behind the graveyards and then dematerial and then dematerialized like the smoke rising out of the same hole. That's so interesting, because while we don't have any recorded deaths associated with the mine fires, you have to believe that there's miners buried in those cemeteries. Oh, of course. And would spend... There's mine... Absolutely. I bet there are a ton of miners who died in the mines, too. Whether it was... Whether, like, like, there's no recorded deaths from this fire. fire. Yeah. But mines themselves are incredible. Incredibly dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. I mean, even the after effects of working in mines, like black lung and all of the... So I don't think it'd be shocking at all to see miners rise out of the the smoke and return. Oh, I I got chills. I got chills. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) So another story from a visitor, um, and this one's a little long, so bear with me. So this guy's name is Scott Saylor, and he's from Mays Landing, New Jersey. So shout out to Scott. Uh, he says, I visited Centralia last weekend with a couple of friends, and I thought I might share a very weird experience I had while exploring the town. We were there for about an hour and a half, and were checking out the interesting locations when that I had heard about, like the Burning Hillside, the crack in Route 61, and the streets without homes. We were in the area next to an old cemetery on the east side of the town, east of Route 61. We had just checked out the old tombstones and were getting a whiff of smoke from the east of what we had walked down the old gravel round to look around. We found a slag-covered hill, uh, we found a slag-covered hillside with steam coming out of it and were pretty fascinated by some fossils we found when we heard what sounded like a voice saying something inaudible from down below where we were. All three of us heard it. We figured it was someone else checking out the area too, so we sort of ignored it. Then we heard it again, a little more clearly, a few words, and it sort of sounded like, leave this place. At that moment, the hill we were standing on started steaming more than a few moments it had been before, and it really stunk, like rotten eggs. Sulfur, I guess? Well, it sort of spooked us, so we figured we'd better get back to the car. As we were walking back in the area of the cemetery, we heard it again. Not the same words, and not clear, but something like, why? Why did you do that? What was even weirder was that it was like someone was yelling it out of the bushes. It was quiet and kind of closer, and we couldn't figure out the direction it was coming from. Too weird. We got back to our car and didn't see any other cars or people the whole time we were there. We left, and we weren't sure what to make of it. 
we weren't really sure what we wanted, that we even wanted to talk about it. All I know is that I'm not going back. When I got home, I found out that the area where I had been walking was near the location that was where the fire started, across from the cemetery. I just thought I'd let you know about it. Something is not right about that place. Yeah, so that's a very, very spooky tale. Um, also, pretty sure it's from the like the very late 90s. Yeah. Uh, so this is like over 20 years old. Um, I know he said last weekend. Like yeah, it was so, not 2021. So, so th- this is this is from a while ago. Yeah. But um, a particularly interesting take uh, for another tale that we found oh, in our great. research <laughs> was from a writer from the website civilwarghosts.com. Uh, and they said, we just, we just have, have to share this quote. They said, the town had, uh, the town has endless tales of ghosts and creatures roaming the nights. Ray's spirit condemning all who come and laugh at his folly. Dark beast covered in fur, stalking the streets. Imps and goblins released from their underground prisons by raging inferno. So there's some strong feelings there, <laughs> yes. for sure. But it seems like strong feelings emerge uh, by by lots of people who visit the location. Yeah, um, you know, and and you know, I, I think about um, I think about, about Rita Long, who is one of the ones who stayed. Yeah, and I have to wonder, maybe does she have family members in that cemetery, and that's kind of what's keeping yeah. her. Anchored. So something I feel like we should say off the bat, um, first of all, we have not actually gone to this place because pandemic, but secondly, uh, this place also has signs up because it is dangerous. Like yeah. everything we read in our research told us this is not a tourist attraction. Like they want to be very clear about that. This is a dangerous place. And some of the scariest things that I read weren't even from the ghost stories Mm -hmm. it was the fact that like you could be walking in centralia and the ground could just open up beneath you um or you could be walking and then suddenly noxious fumes take over the spot you're in so quickly that you can't react and you can asphyxiate immediately (gasps) and that is terrifying Terrifying. so we just want to urge our listeners who are in the area you know obviously there are some people who still live there there are people who have and gone and keep yeah. going but but we would urge you not to because it is a dangerous, dangerous place. spot and if you i mean the it's it's not closed off in fact you know we watched a few youtube videos of people who still go and as of early of as early as 2020 people were still getting 200 degree ratings yeah uh, readings on their thermometers checking it out so it's like it's not closed off but i imagine some spots they have to have like surveyors probably go through the area and mark yeah. dangerous spots or where there's like deposits of nauseous gas i don't know the other thing is those places change so so there's like there's a nearby hamlet that has been closed down because the fire spread there Mm -hmm. um there's uh one of the nearby counties is has a bunch of articles like recently about how they're nervous that the fire is going to spread to them and like the government is saying that they don't think so but the government's also saying that they think it can continue burning for the next hundred years um so it's it is very unique. <laughs> yes. Almost, yeah. I've, I've never heard of anything quite like this, but I, I can no. imagine the side of it, though, is is quite... I am not surprised that this is what inspired Silent Hill. No. Um, as, it is as, scary. As, as we were reading descriptions of it, it's like, wow, this sounds exactly like Silent Hill. Yeah. It sounds just like it. 
One thing that I read that's kind of interesting is that there's actually an alternative theory about why the fire began. Tell me. So this is like kind of more, I guess, conspiracy ish um i'm also here for that yeah so i mean if if you are a patreon subscriber or want to be uh we have a whole series called honestly it's a conspiracy we get super into conspiracies um but what i was reading was that there are some people who actually uh they follow what's called the bast theory and this theory states that the fire was actually burning before the trash dump fire. Oh. Uh, basically, they think it had been burning since 1932, oh. when there was an explosion in the Bast Colliery Coal fire. Um, oh. And they think that it was never fully extinguished, and that by 1962, it reached the landfill area. So people who believe that believe that the dump fire is actually just like a separate, unrelated fire. Huh. And that the Centralia mine fire is related to the Bast fire, oh. um, which is like really kind of interesting because that means it's been burning even longer oh, yeah. and that it was burning for so long without being recognized. And that's one of mm. the big things of this whole story is that from like 1962 or 67, um, no, 1962 until the 80s. People were trying to cover it up and ignoring it and pretending that it wasn't there. And there were noxious gases and carbon monoxide and flames. And people were just not willing to recognize it for so long. It seems like that's at the true heart of the history for Centralia is city planners who didn't care. Like it all started with Alexander Ray in his city planning. And it's likely as he was... A mining engineer so it either sounds like he was you know i don't know if he was necessarily like a mining foreman or anything like actually working directly with the miners but it sounds like he was contributing to unsafe practices within the mines first of all um which was resulting in death or injury to miners yeah you know because that's at the, kind of the heart of those activists wanting to live and make money <laughs> yeah like that's kind of at the heart of having a job is, you want to be treated well and make money and not die. Um, so it started kind of even back in the 1800s when the, the city was getting its start. And then it kind of happened again in the 50s and 60s with poor city planning. Uh, and it just let the people down. And yeah. it, 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 it ruined lives, probably ruined livelihoods. And you people know, had to leave. I think there's something to the fact that the history of the town has a lot of darkness. That there was the potential curse from the priest uh alexander ray and all of his workings it which and and this conspiracy theory about it starting actually much earlier mm-hmm. kind of make okay i know it's ridiculous the quote we talked about about goblins and imps <laughs> i know that that's ridiculous but the fact that there are people who go there and say this is a gateway to hell yeah you know we can't just glance over yeah, that no no i think there's something to this like really dark negative history yeah to this place beyond just this fire and this fire is so weird it and, is. Like, like it's it's silent hill in real life <laughs> yeah. like this is weird <laughs> it, i mean and it's it's selective too yeah. it, it kind of like decides when it's gonna rage burn and when it's gonna you know chill out and yeah and i i don't know i this is a location like i would 
I really want to go see it, but I obviously don't because it's yeah. like, I, you know, I'm I, good on carbon monoxide. I'm I was going to say, I feel the same. If I had not read the, you know, there's a part of me that would even go if there was a chance of like the ground opening up. I know that's not good, but <laughs> maybe we but could get a the, helicopter. <laughs> the the fact that there could be noxious fumes that could kill me in an instant without any warning. Um, that's that's what makes me draw the line. I just need some warning. I need I need a little bit of warning. Noxious gas. <laughs> I need to know. Yeah, I also. I mean, I know most of the structures were torn down, but I know like the the father's curse about whether the church would be standing or not. That, I wonder that if, church is still standing. Yeah, it is? It is the only one still standing. What? Yes. Ooh. So that curse is came legit. true. Okay. Yeah, so there, that is a Ukrainian Roman Catholic church. Okay. It is still standing. Apparently, the fire is not underneath that church. <gasps> Thank you, Jesus. Only. Only that church. Only. <laughs> oh my goodness. And people still go to that church. Wow. Like, not often. I don't think it's, like, a regular church, but they make, like, pilgrimages yeah. to that church. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, because it, it kind of said, it, it made it sound like local legend states that this was the curse. So I wonder, you know, when that legend started picking up, or if it was actually Right, like, this... if people were like, this is the only church that hasn't been, like, demolished and, must have been... and, has, and has no fire underneath it. Yeah. So there was this legend, or if this legend was actually, like... Right. Right, because that... That is really spooky if that you think about spooky. it. The fact that that they say that that curse happened and it actually came to fruition. Well, that and it, he 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 said he's like your he's like your families aren't going to be able to live here anymore and this church is going to be the only thing here. Yeah, and the descendants of the Molly Maguires yep. had to leave. Yep. Were left with the with the, the bailout happened and that's. Ooh, I got chills. It's again. really spooky. Right? <laughs> that is really spooky. Yeah. So when when I was when I was reading about that, you know, I just. I want to go there so bad, but but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's so conflicting. It is. But it's such an interesting place, and it is so different from any other place that we have done, have done or talked about. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so, should we come to our verdict? I think we're ready. Okay. Well, I'm going to say, honestly, haunted. haunted. Yes! <laughs> I, yes. Yeah. I just knew it with this one. There's... The- there's so much. Yeah, there, there is so much. I was, like, looking up. I was, like, how far is Centralia from, like, you know, state lines or whatever? It's, like, almost central. Yeah, Centralia. it's, like, it's like but, north of Allentown-ish. Yeah. I was, like, how close is it to Scranton? <laughs> uh, not that close. But, yeah, I just, after finding, stumbling upon it initially, because it's, like, I think I had always heard about a city that Same. had been on fire. I didn't know it was called Centralia. So, it's, like, I had always known that there was some place in the U.S. that yeah. had caught fire, and it's still on fire to this day, and there's videos of a guy cooking eggs on its surface. Oh my gosh, yes, and... we need to share that picture yeah, on we'll Instagram, share the picture. because it, it's a picture from 1982, and there's a guy with a frying pan yes. and a cracked egg, and the egg is cooked just from the ground. Just from the ground. So, we kind of stumbling upon it, you know, you think of it's like, oh, it, this is a... Uh, well, human-engineered natural disaster. Like, yeah. it's like, that's kind of what it seems like. But the toll that it has taken in the history that the town had, it, that, had, it, yeah. it, it took on this identity, that I believe. That quote that we, that we talked about, I think, really sums it, sums it up because it talks about how, like, the soul, soul. of Centralia was destroyed, basically, mm-hmm. by this. And 
I think that goes along with the history of the place, with the fire, with the mystery and and mm-hmm. and intrigue about the fire and recognizing it and covering it up and and admitting to it being there and then people kind of fighting against it and all of this craziness and the image of coal miner ghosts coming mm-hmm. out of the fog in this abandoned town yeah that image to me is both like terrifying and beautiful interesting yeah yeah like i can just picture it so well but i also think of also the along with that imagery of you know a town being reclaimed by nature and like regrowth and things like that i I also think it makes me think oddly of i think of like man-made disasters that like have an a natural impact you know think of chernobyl yeah. of like abandoned buildings people who had to leave i mean granted, and then like, the way the earth takes it back, back. Yeah. yeah but i also think of like concrete stairs that lead to nowhere the, the images <gasps> yes. of it all i think are really striking even though it's a place i've never been i feel like i can see it really clearly absolutely i that that's one thing that i totally agree with like i think even though we haven't been there I can see this place. And obviously we've seen pictures and everything too. Sure. But even just reading about this place, mm-hmm. I can see it. Yeah. And maybe part of that is like the impact Silent Hill has had yes. on our <laughs> pop culture and everything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, I, I think the fact that this place is what inspired Silent Hill means there's that this place has permeated our nightmares and culture yeah. and and loneliness and yeah. mystery and all of those sorts of things yeah. tossed together. Yeah. And there's and I think there's a reason for that. Yeah. And I think that's just why places like this exist and well they are definitely haunted. Yeah. <laughs> so so fascinating. Th- yes. Very fascinating. Super interesting. Definitely on our list. I mean, I know we won't probably want to go to all the places that we talk about, but like, yeah. for real, I ghost still, towns. I still don't know if I would step inside. We'll I don't get you know. a hazmat suit. You know, I could go with a gas mask. A gas mask. Yeah. You know. We'll, we'll talk about we'll, it post-pandemic. <laughs> you know, post-pandemic. <laughs> well, it makes me kind of, even though, you know, there's not a ton of like super close to us within the state of Texas, there's lots of ghost towns. Yeah. So if we need to go a, to some Texas ghost, we need towns. a ghost town fix. We'll just mosey on, mosey on, on over. mosey on over. Even though, like I said, they're not like probably super haunted locations. The the well probably just dried up. Yeah, but, you know. Well, that's besides. The point. So thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. We so enjoy making these, and we have so much fun recording them. And we hope you guys are enjoying listening. Um, this episode was particularly fun. First ghost town yes. and a haunted verdict. You love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> if you like us and you like what you heard and what you continue to hear, uh, follow us on Instagram at Honestly Haunted. You can follow us on Facebook at Honestly Haunted. You can follow us on Twitter if and when we remember to update to Twitter tweet. at Honestly haunted um you can support us on patreon if you want some more content uh or if you just want to support us and if you really like us it would help us out a lot if you would leave us a review and tell us what you like we love them they make us so happy they do and they help us out a lot they do so we'll have pictures from centralia on our instagram and facebook to check those out and we'll be back in two weeks with more honestly haunted (laughs) 